0: Love is amazing, oh, but it's also bullshit,
1: and it
2: might also get you
1: murdered.
2: Uh, welcome again to Love is Amazing, <laughs> but it's also bullshit and could get you murdered. The uh, podcast that reminds everybody that anything you ever wanted in this life can turn into a huge fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, I, w- with me, as always, is Nick. Control Freak Luna. Hey, guys. Yep. And uh, today, we're so happy to have him on. Um, he's already been fucking crushing it.
0: Yeah. And, and let me just go so far to say that since it is a call in guest, Mickey Luna fucked up
1: today, man.
2: No. No.
1: <laughs> Blame it on Lauren. Blame it on Lauren. That's yeah, all you got.
2: Yeah. Do. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, uh, we have um, Sam Pel- Pendleton. Sam please introduce yourself.
1: Hey, everybody. My name is Sam Pendleton, also known as Sam Pendletone or Pendletone or pretty much any other way you care to say it, also known as the, the Pope or the therapist. And uh, I am a lornographer. Uh, and those of y'all who don't know what that means, will find out soon enough. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to be here today to talk about everybody's favorite pervert, Lauren Armstrong.
2: Lauren Armstrong. So, um yeah, and uh uh Sam from from me to you I just wanna say that having you on is uh one of the most uh cleanest, best, pure pleasures.
1: Hey man, well I appreciate it. I love your show and uh, I actually thought I was here today to talk about the Bjork killer, so I'm a little confused but uh I'll try my I'll try my best to adjust and uh and well, uh, improvise
2: as well as I can. I'm I'm glad you <laughs> fucked up because you know way more about this. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, but it is funny. We're we're doing this kind of like almost like this. Um, uh, these two like really s- there's a lot in common between uh, the uh, Ric- uh Ricardo Lopez Ricardo Lopez and this guy. Um, yeah. one of them ends. You know what? I don't know who is sadder. I really don't. Ricardo Lopez ended up, you know, taking himself out, which I think was, compared to Lauren's story, might be a smart move. I don't know. I'll tell you,
1: at at least he had enough of a moment of clarity to recognize that the world would be a better place without him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lauren hasn't even made it that far yet.
2: No, and, and he, he never will. Um, so, uh, okay, so I think everybody has seen To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen, mm-hmm. where basically um, a, a dude will come out thinking that he was talking to a teenager, a 13, 14-year-old girl. The conversations are sexual in nature. He will come into the house, and then he will be mainly excited, and then all of a sudden... Chris Hansen comes out with this smug ass look on his face. Uh,
0: it's so smug,
2: and the uh, people almost always drop the Zima or whatever they
0: brought with them. Mike,
2: Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, that show is sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade. There, the the two Kratts of Predator producers have a storage bin. I
1: actually, I actually remember reading something about how uh, one of the PR guys from Mike's whoever produces that stuff, uh, expressed some dis, uh, disapproval that, 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 uh, their product was, uh, associated with the show. So, so frequently. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Cause I have, you know, I've had to buy this stuff before and I'm, I'm not going to pretend I've never wondered what the, uh, sales clerks think of me when they see me buying it. Cause, I'm. Um, uh, a grown man, and I don't look like a kid, and, and God, I hope I don't look like someone that would buy it for kids.
2: But on top of all that, it's gross.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a sugary mess, man. But, but uh... If you want to uh, drink soda, just drink soda. Yeah. Well,
0: soda doesn't get you drunk, though.
2: Yeah, yeah that's true. I, uh, I actually remember drawing this cartoon where a guy's uh, buying Mike's Hard Lemonade, and then he's walking out, the clerk says, say hi to Chris Hansen for me. Because (laughs) somewhere, some kid is in trouble. Um, But anyway, uh, we're going to, um, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lauren Armstrong. I think for the most people, people that watch To Catch a Predator, they like it, but they don't really care about what happens afterwards. Mm -hmm. But there's been some pretty interesting stories. But, uh, Lauren Armstrong buries them all. Him trying to have sex with a thirteen-year-old is only the tip of the iceberg. With this guy, yeah, it sent him on this odyssey. That I mean, he's essentially what a messiah now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, at least, at least yeah. a cultural icon. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Plus, um, plus all those Tour de France races he won. You know, before they found out he was doping, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, that's... <laughs> looking at the yeah. wrong set of notes here. The guy
2: doping with the bicycle and Lauren Armstrong, to me, same level, same level, <laughs> of 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 just scumbagginess.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Different tax bracket. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and and if Nick, you don't agree with that, then fuck you. no I'm, I've I'm,
0: been doping for years. Don't judge
2: me. Really? <laughs> what do you have? Well, it's not blood. It's something else, I think. Um,
1: I just think that the advantage Lance has is he doesn't have to swing for them low fences by going after thirteen-year-olds. Right. Even, yeah. <laughs> even in his diminished public uh, public uh, presence, I, I think he can still get get play.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Lauren Armstrong. He was born in 1970 in Maine, Scowheek in Maine, which I actually been to before. I, uh, I used to, um, work as a, a raft guide and, uh, I would go down there on the weekends. It's, it's a nice place. It's, you would, you wouldn't think that it would make a person like Lauren Armstrong, but, uh, I'm not going to go too much into his background. Apparently he was in the air force. Did you hear this, Sam?
1: Yes, sir. I knew that he was facing in Alaska.
2: Alaska, oh, wow, yeah. Wow. And uh, that's where he um, uh, started learning how to do septic tanks, how, how to uh, clean those.
0: Oh, wow, that sounds like a bright job.
2: Yeah, and, um, and he moves to Nashville, Tennessee to be a country music star.
0: Because who doesn't? At,
2: at what, 36, you said? At 36, yeah. Like uh, completely delusional but <laughs> well
0: i but he, he might have had some talent you never know well, well <laughs>
2: i i heard him i heard him sing i love her first and you know what he's not that bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has enough talent to to make a uh, fake 13 year old swoon on the phone
2: and and you know any any time i do a stand-up set that's that's my goal essentially and uh i don't think i don't think i've achieved it yet but um you know lauren i have a poster of him Above my bed, he's, yeah. whatever. Okay. <laughs> Circle back. All right, so we're, <laughs> we're circling back. On uh, December 17th, 2007, Lauren was in a Yahoo chat room where he started to talk to Kayla underscore princess 94. Kayla turned out to be 13 years old, which initially, I mean, wasn't a big deal until uh, he started out as like her protector, right? Mm-hmm. He, like he like started big out, brother. yeah, exactly. Don't um, uh, don't give anybody your name, all this stuff. Uh, but then the chat, uh, almost immediately, <laughs> oh,
1: uh, it was uh,
2: turned sexual.
1: I think we want, we figured it out at one time. I think we want to say it was 88 minutes from the from the moment of first contact <laughs> to, the, to, to the moment that he asked if she wanted to see his uh, unmentionable region of his anatomy
2: now one of the things that makes lauren so interesting and and one of the things that i feel like people uh have kind of uh stayed tracked his progress is because of the chat log the chat log itself is 400 fucking pages long it is a novel
1: for those who aren't aware the uh the the way that the that uh nbc would would catch these guys is working with a civilian watch a group called Perverted Justice and they uh have uh decoys who go into adult chat rooms and pose as children to see uh, who will approach them they uh they uh, transcribe these exchanges and uh, that, so when we talk about the chat log we're talking about the complete transcription of um uh, interaction between the the predators the marks and the decoys and and in lauren's case he he talked with her for just about a month exactly before before the the night of the sting and and his arrest and uh for hours every single night and and it's it's impossible to go to any page in that transcript and and not find some uh in, in incredible uh intriguing unintentional and disturbing comedy it's as hilarious as it is as it is disturbing and it's quite disturbing
2: yeah it's um he um he he almost immediately tells kayla that he loves her he's gonna <laughs> marry her he keeps on calling her my precious little princess
1: yeah that was Rick. his favorite nickname for her
2: yeah um i can't wait till i uh am dating someone again, and and I, I just want to see how that flies. Uh, so, I, yeah. I,
0: I would say might not fly very well. Well, I'm,
2: I'll make sure that I wasn't actually in love with the person. So I, I, I would say tread lightly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he would get jealous of Kayla's ex-boyfriend, who is also 13. Oh, here's a good one. Um, apparently, <laughs> he said that Kayla's father couldn't be in the delivery room because... Uh, when Kayla had, uh, his baby because no other man was allowed to see her vagina.
1: Right. He was, he was hyper possessive of her in that regard. And and, and for those who, uh, want a better understanding of what makes Lawrence so compelling, uh, in a, in a show like this, we're only going to be able to go an inch deep and a mile wide as, as the saying goes. So, uh, it's impossible to, to, to delve, uh, with any, uh, uh, thoroughness into any singular aspect of of what makes Lauren such a compelling case study, but suffice to say, there are little issues like that uh, throughout the the chat log and 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 his and his case. Uh, so, as an example what Aaron is referring to, he 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 had an issue with the idea of, of any other man ever seeing her naked, uh, ever seeing her. Uh, uh, on private areas, and and that includes, you know, the, the the doctor who would eventually deliver their baby one day had to be female, <laughs> so that no other man would ever see. It's uh pretty normal. No, it it's
2: just it's just absolutely insane. Yeah,
1: it's bad shit crazy.
2: And and it all comes to a head. Uh, and this this part of the story is fantastic. Yeah, what you got? It all comes to an a head where he meets Kayla, on his birthday. Oh
1: yeah, I forgot about his that.
0: Birthday. <laughs>
2: his some... birthday. His mother's birthday.
1: I'm saying I I'm Hollywood writers couldn't write this story. Oh, any, no. any any better than the universe wrote it.
2: Really? And like and like when he sings Kayla uh, the song and he sings I love her first about a father loving his
1: daughter? All right. I yeah, mean, for those it just who, Look it up. I loved her first as a song uh, written from the perspective of a father on his daughter's wedding day, written to the groom, basically saying that uh, uh, you love her now, but she was my baby before she was your baby, that sort of thing. And, and, and uh, for a little bit of uh, added comedy bonus, it's impossible to find a rendition of that song anywhere on YouTube that, that uh, in which the comments section isn't littered with references to Learn Armstrong, which is great. <laughs> awesome. and, and, and as an aside, when my brother got married, uh, that's the song the DJ played when – when my sister-in-law's father danced with her for the first time, and everybody was touched and moved, and I <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Nobody knew why. And I wasn't about to explain it to him. Oh, all over the wedding.
2: Yeah, that that is an amazing story. <laughs> and uh, you know, and you're a better man than me because I would have uh, I would have interrupted the song, <laughs> and I would have been like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! wait. You got to hear this story." <laughs> you yeah. saw me laughing. Well, I said, At uh, least
1: play another song or at least play the Lorne Armstrong version.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is
1: the definitive version of the song.
2: Yeah. Um so he meets up with this uh girl the night of the sting that he, he thinks it's Kayla but it's actually a, an actress yeah, named Casey. Mm-hmm. And um so basically Casey looks nothing like uh, uh Kayla. Yeah, cuz Kayla was
0: yeah. supposed
1: to be blonde, right? Yeah.
2: I thought you had yeah. blonde hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, not only that. For those, the the way that NBC would uh, get around the issue of using photographs as children uh, was to use photographs of NBC staff members as children, of course, with their consent. And in and in and in Lauren's case, uh, you know, these these decoys had. uh, dossiers of photos, of, you know, so, so that however they describe themselves, they could look at the photos and pick one that looked like it. And, and we have to understand that for most of these uh, cases, for most of these things, we're talking about contact of a few days, very superficial, this sort of thing. And and, and the decoys generally aren't prepared to have to provide one photo after another after another uh, over over an extended period of time, which is what happened in, in Lauren's case. So what happened uh, with that Decoy is that is that the, she ran out of photos of the same girl that she was showing Lauren to, to you know so that he could see <laughs> yeah. so she had to so she had to, to uh, piecemeal pictures from of other people that looked as close as she could uh, approximate to the original so the the end result is that uh, there were three or four girls um, uh, that were that were profiled throughout all the. Photos that Lauren saw, and and they don't look that much alike. And, and it's leading <laughs> the obvious to anybody that, that would look at these pictures, this is not the same person throughout. Yeah, um, and, and Lauren never he he catches on. He's there. There are a couple of points in the challenge where he suspects that that maybe it's not the same person. Um, but but the decoy is able to to basically sweet talk him out of it and manipulate him to believing that it's the same person. But to to the to the objective observer it's obvious that these are that none that these aren't the same girls throughout these pictures and none of these girls look very much like Casey the actress who played the the girl at the at the stinghouse yeah. who also happens to have brown hair
2: yeah yeah she has brown hair and um her in um uh, Lauren's chat is uh you know it's kind of like it's it's whatever it's really funny actually but my favorite part Lauren says like you know sit down and then Casey goes, I like to sit on edges of chairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and then she leaves. <laughs> but, like, it was almost like she was like, you know what? Chris is going to be out in a couple minutes. Fuck yeah. it.
0: Well, it, it, you might have my punch in right quick. But you got to think, like, that, like, the people that uh, were, like, baiting Lauren Armstrong with, like, this hundreds-of-page chat log, whatnot, like, this actress had to, like, read over that so she at least – knew like some of the details of their conversations i
1: don't know, I don't know well I, yeah i'm gonna have to correct you there uh nick because in in reality <laughs> all she was told was what her name was supposed to be <laughs> and, and and the and the unedited uh recording of the thing is on youtube There uh, at a couple places and, and you can hear the uh, now, now that i think of it you can actually hear the um the producers say to her as Lauren is driving up uh your name is Kayla, and his name is lauren. <laughs> she, she didn't know anything about the case uh you know kind of, so uh she, considering the dearth of information she had about the the backstory of this thing, she did a a, a yeoman's job of uh, faking him out yeah. not not that lauren is particularly difficult to to fool <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: oh uh, no it's just so funny and And all I want, you know, if like someday I could be like at a coffee shop somewhere and then all I want to do is I want to see Casey walk by and I want to be like, hey, I like to sit on edges of chairs, too. You know, and (laughs) and that's it. And then like drop my coffee or whatever I'm holding and then walk out the room. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basically, uh, let's let's just get to like so Lauren ends up going to prison. He goes to prison for what, seven years?
1: uh sentence to seven serve five i believe is is how the numbers bear out
2: and you know it's funny i actually asked you during email like how do you think he survived right because Ooh, yeah the dude the dude not only he it's not just that he's a a, a pedophile but he's also an idiot and <laughs> yeah. like you know some sometimes people in prison they could be pedophiles but they're really smart they're clever they could have they have a hustle but yeah uh,
1: yeah. And a lot of these guys can take care of themselves too. You can tell. I always like to joke that, that Lorne is so beta he's gamma, uh, <laughs> that being the third third letter of the Greek alphabet. But uh, sure. uh, we, we know that he was put uh, – that he was taken out of general population and put in, into protective uh, custody at various points throughout his prison stay, and the reason is because of uh, – uh relentless harassment uh, from his fellow inmates So yeah, he, yeah. He, he 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 and in 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 the bit of information that we've been able to glean from him post contact which is to say uh after members of the community finally were able to make direct contact with him uh he doesn't like talking about his time in prison of course uh, which is understandable but <laughs> um but the, the the suggestion is that he he did not have a as easy a time as maybe some people do and going in you know the predators are always the child child molesters are always at the bottom.
2: Okay, so he's in prison. He gets out, and while I think while he's in prison, right, this there starts to pick up a little bit of interest on Lauren on the internet. Right, we got, we got like, yeah. like base shaman. Was he kind of like the first one that really kind of started this whole thing?
1: Well, the timeline is a little sloppy just because it's it's hard to. Uh, A lot of this is – we have to reconstruct it from memory. The the explosion of lornography as a a communal phenomenon, which is to say people who began to to self-identify as being interested in or obsessed with lorn and and recognize other regulars who showed the same interest, Uh, the nexus of that was was a video that's not on YouTube any longer – that was the, the footage of the sting and, and a little bit of extra footage and a couple of news, local news broadcasts from um, Nashville and Bowling Green at the time of the sting. And uh, basically those of us who, who were you know, compelled to uh, to fixate on Lauren would congregate in the comments section and talk to each other. And there were a handful of people who were, who defended Lauren, um, you know, pedophile defenders and <laughs> there was a lot of, a lot of back and forth between the two factions, and that's really where it started as as a as a community there are a co- there are a couple of since deleted videos that precede that video uh, about Lorne from seven or eight years ago from when he was still in prison but the, but that video was uh, the nexus of of uh, this uh, community phenomenon as we know it today
2: there's been a lot of um, very uh what p- predominant uh, lornographers. uh let's talk about ember for a second,
1: for a second. Ooh, yeah um, so sure.
2: yeah so um the queen the queen yeah and uh uh she f- is the first one who contacted Lorne, right
1: that is correct yeah there there was a uh, there there was a a lot of back and forth within the community for for years about whether direct contact should ever be attempted. Um, You know, there's certain elements of information about these guys that are made public uh, as as a function of their uh, release. You know, they have to register as a child uh, sex offenders and that sort of thing. So um, it was pretty easy to find out information like where he lived and where he worked and that sort of thing. And there were people who would make contact with his employer. Um, I never really prove to that. I, I, I pretty much was against that sort of thing. i, I say it's better to be hands-off and just let's speculate about the guy, see what we can find out about him from a distance. But Ember took a different approach. Um yeah. and, and her, kind her of her a,
2: a little bit. Ember strikes me as one of those people who uh, would be like, I understand your point and fuck that, I'm contacting him.
1: Yeah, in, in her defense, her, her, her original uh, intent was uh, not malicious she, she's never been malicious um in my view and um i i feel like her her intentions were noble in the sense that she just wanted to try to understand the guy better and and sort of get around all the there, there was a lot of residual bull within the community that doesn't isn't worth going into here but she um she she's uh she's she had this uh she's intrepid you know she wanted to know and. And, and take the next step, and uh, she did it in a, in a very honorable way, and, and has been honorable uh, throughout, in, in my opinion. And, and but 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 it is, it is because of her that we know so much more about the man today. And, yeah. And and maybe uh, the reason that lornography is even still alive because it's some you know you have to say at some point there's only so much source material that content creators have to work with and um i think some people probably felt like interest in Lornography may have been flagging or waning at the time that she made contact with him so she really revitalized the movement and transformed it into something that uh, is more substantial in my opinion
2: yeah because because she got a bunch of uh a bunch of source material because Lauren was suing uh dateline right
1: yeah he tried several times um uh unsuccessfully to sue NBC. For those who are interested, the law, a lot of the data on the lawsuits is available online, and it's, it's absolutely hilarious the claims he tries to make and and the things he tries, you know, the, the angles he tries to take to to demonstrate that he's somehow actually a victim of uh, of journalistic malfeasance on NBC's part. It's it's really hilarious. Yeah. Um, but but she she was able to get a lot of things from him that we had been trying to get for years, including the, the raw. Footage of the uh, of his arrest, uh, or of, of the interview that he did with Chris Hansen leading up to the arrest, and, and which answered a lot of questions and solved a lot of mysteries. So it's um, the, the 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 explosion of data that came out of her contact with him was exponential compared to what we'd had before. She and, and Bay Shaman were the two that, and 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 I I was the one that um, was able to eventually shake out the the arrest uh, the the police interview. A few had tried, and, and basically, I just finished what they started. It, it wasn't. Uh, Shaman and Ember both put in uh, a ton more effort to get what they got out than I did. Mine was relatively easy. It was just a couple of letters that I had to write uh, to the uh, Kentucky Bureau of Investigation. It to- wasn't.
2: It wasn't from Lauren. Lauren wasn't no, like. No, let me no. let me give you a bunch of shit so 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 you could destroy my life. Yeah, and and the <laughs> stuff that
1: came after all the. All, you know, when we talk about the pictures of the decoys and, and, and uh all the phone calls and everything, that was all base shaman's doing. He he worked and worked and worked and finally shook that stuff down out of perverted justice and then of course Ember completed the uh completed the canon when she was able to get Lauren to share uh the stuff that he shared with her.
2: And it and it all stems from the fact that I think it just all goes back to that uh that chat log, you know, it's like it's like, <clears throat> it's like because like I think for the most part, each for each, predif- uh, each predator... Uh, predophile? Predophile, yeah. Predophile. That's that's when you're a predator and a pedophile. No, I mean, that's one and the same. Uh, no, but I think what happened was um, each uh, a predator, the, their chat log was like, Hey, what's up? You're 13? Awesome. You want to go, like, you want to fuck? You know, and that was, like, it. Like, that yeah. was their chat log. And, like, this guy was, like... Truly, deeply in love, you know yeah that's
1: that's one of the things I try to explain to people about the unique fascination that lauren uh elicits out of so many for most of these guys, they're looking for one thing, they're looking for a release. Uh, you know, whether it's because they're desperate, like we talked about before, because they're pedophiles, you know, in the sense that they prefer children or, or whatever horrible thing. Uh, most of them are looking for something that's relatively superficial, relatively biological. Uh, the thing that compelled me to explore Lauren's case was uh the stuff that he wrote in the chat log which is just alluded to on the surface in, in the in the broadcast you know you to to get to get a sense of the guy's psychology you you have to read the chat log yeah. well it's long but worth reading but but some of the things that they allude to in the broadcast about how he told her that he was in love with her after 6 days and he wanted to marry her and this sort of thing and then the way that he reacted when he found out that that it was fake and that he was uh, uh, in trouble um immediately signaled to me, this guy's not just upset because he got arrested or because he doesn't get any action. Uh, we just watched his heart get broken. And, and that was, uh, uh, you know, so to get into why he is the way he is and why he had, he uh, tried to force this uh, bond with her and all that, of course, that's, uh, you could write books on it. But uh, the to, to long and short of it is that he, he really believed that he loved this person and that she loved him. Mm-hmm. And um, and that and that when he showed up at the house, it was the first step uh, to building a, a, a marriage relationship. A bizarre yeah. thing, but that's what you know. That's what makes it so interesting.
2: Well, you know, it's uh, it's funny. We we were talking a little bit about how uh, one of the things that draws people to Lauren is, or Laurenography is that you know, no matter what happens in your life, you could always take solace in the fact that you're not Lauren. And with that being said, like. I like uh, I have turned on bass shaman he recites the whole larenography and I've I've fallen asleep to that yeah. like, like on really bad nights I, I I will lay my head down and I'll just listen to this fucking guy you know talk to a 13 year old in there and be like you know what life isn't so bad
1: <laughs> when you combine the, the the eloquent floral prose of Lauren's chat log, I was just about to say that. <laughs> no, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> An irresistible combination for yeah. inspiration. Uh, uh it's a good soporific. It it works on a on some, on a number of levels and, and I agree. and the level of dedication that, that it shows for him to recite the entire lornography the way he did and and, and to do it so uh well so effectively. You know, it wasn't just a straight reading, but he there there's uh there's a performance and an inflection to it that, uh, where you know that he put he put a, a lot of himself into it, uh, yeah. beyond just reading it. And but that's the salmon. He he uh, he goes full bore on. And and in the heyday, you know, a lot of the videos, a lot of the productions that that he uh, put up have been taken down for various reasons. But in in, in the heyday of pre-contact pornography, there were you know eight to ten, twelve. Uh, content creators who were producing content every day crank cinema is a was a great one uh and shaman was putting up two three videos a day some days and they yeah. were all and it was all quality it wasn't it wasn't you know thrown together stuff it was uh, everything that he produced was uh uh, uh top quality You know, that's why his name is is uh, so synonymous with pornography, because he really produced some great stuff.
2: No, he's a talented guy. You were talking earlier about how there is a um, sort of a sliding scale when it comes to pedophilia. And I wanted to and I wanted to ask you um, on that scale. where do you think Nick is? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, will, I will answer
0: that question <laughs> to you, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and complimentary to Nick I will say that wherever he is on that scale he's above Lauren Armstrong. Oh <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that you're Sam. Better <laughs> better. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like,
2: you're you're Lauren Armstrong I idolize his your form of pedophilia <laughs> oh, man Come on. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. No no
0: no, no. Click. I, mean, I do like how you did such a long setup and that it was that and yeah, it really
2: caught yeah, me off guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 can't, you you can't say I don't know how to set up a joke. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wherever 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 the very bottom of that spectrum is Lauren's holding it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. um so uh, what ended up happening is 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 basically uh, after this community got kind of started and there there was more content creators he started getting catfished oh yeah he did a lot so there was a uh, there was one woman well first off he got catfished even prior to the sting by a girl named Amanda Jane.
1: Yeah, yeah. He even got catfished a few times uh, out after coming out of prison, but before anyone in the community. This guy is a target for for being catfished yeah. because he's so delusional and so desperate to believe that he is what he wants to be. A- any girl that shows him uh, any modicum of attention or interest, uh, he he just eats it up. He's he- yeah. he's blind to it, to 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 being able to look at it objectively. He can't do it.
2: But I I think, um, I think of, out of, uh, you know, there must've been like four or five, uh, women that catfish him, but I think clearly there's one who absolutely takes the cake. And who is that? Yeah. Yeah, Ramona.
1: Ooh. There's lots of, there's lots of fish in the catfish sea, but it's only one Ramona. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like like,
2: Lauren was getting catfish because before catfish was even a thing, um,
1: but, but he was he was getting tadpoled. Yeah, that's yeah. how far back it goes with him. He
2: was he was getting catfished so far that that like he it, people through like the U.S. mail service were catfishing him. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. But, I think one of the prenatal nurses uh, when his, when he when his mother was in to give birth, cat probably catfished him and he fell for it.
2: Let's talk about a, a, a Ramona for a second. All right,
1: lay it on me. What you okay. got?
2: So, um.
1: I want to talk about catfish and sperm more. Can't we go back to that?
2: Uh, oh, we'll we'll get there. We're, we're gonna we're gonna circle back. Uh, sperm and catfish are never far from my mind. You know, like everything I'm saying is always circling back to that.
0: Some would say they're equally delicious. <laughs> I mean, they taste the same.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Nick who just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, Ramona found Lorne on a sex offenders website and she contacted him. And it turned out that Ramona uh, knew Ember, but uh, apparently Lorne never put that together, Mm -hmm. like that, that he was getting played.
1: Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you know, it's a little bit of backstory by the time Ramona comes onto the scene, Lauren and Ember have already um uh, ha- known each other very well for a long time and and uh so Lauren uh it wasn't a you know, it wasn't like a a chance encounter type thing. So when when Lauren found out that Ramona knew Ember, it seems like it would be a red flag right for you or me or, or Nick or anybody reasonably normal um, <laughs> of course, but of course they, they, they there was some flimsy explanation for how it is and Lauren believed it um but the Ramona narrative arc was was really quite brilliant yeah. and um so you you've got to give those ladies credit for for um the way that they were able to uh to make that work i mean it really was a fascinating Fascinating chapter in his case study.
2: Um, uh, so Lauren believes that Ramona is uh, his girlfriend, and they start talking in November. By December, he uh, uh, proposes to her. What? Yeah, they were. She was at Christmas, and they, uh, uh, and she proposed to him. Um, you know, one of the things that I was I, I find Ramona like out of all the Laurenographers i find R- ramona f- the most fascinating like it, it because it seems like it's more than her just playing this dude there's something else going on given the amount of hours what,
0: what the ramona thing like the amount of like time and effort that she put into this you know like i, I feel like there's something more be- below the surface maybe like you know Maybe she needs a little Lauren in her life. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, however people take it, and and whatever people think of her, you, you have to you have to give her all the credit in the world for the level of dedication.
2: Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, sh- she's. She's to be commended, you know, for putting so much of herself into that because it yeah. really – it drew so much information out of him about yeah. uh, his life and, and who his background and things, which just gives us so much more insight into understanding the psychology, which, you know, for some of us, for me, that's the interest. So, yeah. uh, you know, she's a maestro in that regard.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, she – Um. and in, in, in what we find out is that um, Lauren's a fucking mess. Uh, well, I guess we knew that already. Clearly, he has a, a drinking problem. He's, yes. he's drunk all the time. He clearly, um... Uh, he, he's still extremely jealous. Like, none of these issues ever even came close to being resolved. Like, nothing. And, um... And, and he's no smarter for it. And then... Uh, this is where you come in, my friend.
0: Oh, wait, what?
2: Yeah, so so you, t- you get together with Ramona and and you make probably i think the for me at least the best uh lorne armstrong content out there and that is that is the ther- that that is the therapist call the first one
1: well i appreciate that wonderful yeah. compliment thank you for that uh yeah uh i i like to tell people that that first call was very extemporaneous i was I was driving to my house one day when I get an email on my phone from Ember, uh, uh, ask, explaining it, uh, in summary what the this character was going to be and that they needed somebody to play the character. Uh, I think they had someone else lined up and it fell through, and and uh, I agreed to do it. I saw an opportunity, so it was it was about twenty or thirty minutes from. Uh, from, that e- the, from that email to, to when we started that first broadcast, so we're all pretty proud of it, considering um, how, how impromptu it was. Well, yeah. So one of the ways that that um, that the that the authors of the narrative were able to make it so effective, the Ramona narrative, is that they introduced a, a series of characters that were designed to um, elicit certain responses from Lauren, including jealousy. The doctor, people who are familiar with the uh the story arc will will know who the doctor is and uh, and Ramona's brother and, and some others and the therapist was uh was sort of the um the 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 culmination of all those archetypes uh, a character that 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 they could use to um to draw these reactions out of him um but also interact with him directly and um and I was excited about this, be, uh, because I what I saw was an opportunity to be a mouthpiece for the community. There were so many people who had all these things that they wanted to convey to Lauren. Things that felt like he needed to hear, and I thought that I could yeah. be a mouthpiece to finally communicate those things. So the way that they designed this was that uh, Ramona, being Lauren's girlfriend, um, that they uh, had uh, had. Um, Encountered some resistance within her family, who felt that he was beneath her, not good enough for her, this sort of thing, and were concerned about his past. So, they hired a a, a mental health professional to <laughs> to um, uh, to mediate the situation some and, and try to to get a better uh, sense of it and and talk some sense into her, that sort of thing. And that was the role that I played. And they devised uh, various and sundry. Uh, Storylines that that would require me to to talk directly to Lauren and Ramona, you know, and and, and give them sort of a impromptu counseling session, and and so those recordings, there there, three or four of them, I can't remember how many there are, but yeah. they're all, uh, they're, th- that's what those are. Those are the yeah. recordings of of those sessions, and they're all very long. <laughs> uh, yeah. pe- people who are interested in listening to them should be prepared to carve out some time. Uh, in their schedules to do so
2: yeah I um you know it's like it, it, there's a lot of stuff uh on Lauren like I can't sit through like I can't sit through like five hours or something but I've listened to that entire uh uh I listened to that entire phone call because you know um like you said some of the stuff is uh first off you you say a lot of things to Lauren that um needed to be said but also, it's fucking hilarious. Some of the stuff you said, there was one part where he was like, he was like, you're being a child. And he's like, and then you were like, well, then I better be careful because you're probably going to try to fuck me or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, that, I forgot about That's a pretty good line. I, all of those calls, one of the things that made that that made the remotest saga so compelling and, and for, for me I was so excited by the therapist uh, arc was that it was all um, – Improvised, you know, it was all in real time, that sort of thing. All of those calls were live streamed on on various uh, TCAT members' channels, and uh, so we never knew what was going to happen or the direction it was going to go. You know, there 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 was only one time when Ramon and Ember and I ever uh, pre games and talked about where we would like it for it to go, and that was the last call, you know, and sort of how you know what we wanted to do. But but other than that, it was all. Uh, off the cuff and, and, you know, we were shooting from the hip, so to speak. So uh, at at the time, you know, I I said – it's it, going back and listening to the recordings it, it's kind of like an hour of good content spread out over 3 hours in some cases because there was a lot of repetition and there are some dead spots but that's what you get when when you're improvising you don't know how it's going to go and you have to try you know sometimes you have to make Chardonnay out of shit so to speak so uh you know and, and and but a lot of times we were playing up for the benefit of the live stream audience and and there were and there was a you know with these live streams there's usually a chat and there was always a chat uh, one of the aspects of it that gets lost now in the recordings, you know, you go back and listen to the recordings now is we would play these little games where we would have members of the of the chat uh, give us words or phrases that they wanted us to, to try to weave in organically to the discussion. Oh, and then, yeah. and then we would have to try to work those things in in the most uh, organic and, and, and yeah. um, uh, seamless ways that we could, and that was a lot of fun. But sometimes it would just be random, a guy's name or um, – yeah you know a word that that a uh, uh, you know a, a, a strange word that you couldn't reasonably explain as as being organic to the conversation so it was a lot of fun to 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 uh have that level of interaction but but that's that that was the appeal of it for the listeners apart from the from the Lauren uh, you know t- um, exploring Lauren's psyche of course which is the main thing and watching him get upset and, and cry which is
2: Yeah, he fucking cried.
1: Yeah, I always one of the things that I'm proudest of is that in, in one of the calls, it wasn't the first one, but one of the other ones, um, he cried a few times and then thanked me at the end of it. And and uh, I I was always particularly proud of that. I said we made Lauren cry and then made him thank us, for <laughs> him cry, which is hilarious to me.
2: I also um I also really liked uh. uh how Ramona kept it going, Mr. Therapist, Mr. Therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Therapist.
1: I was pretty well convinced. You know, at the time, I, I at first I thought that she was doing that um, to to make sure that Lauren knew who she was talking to because you kind of have to dumb things down for the guy. But, yeah. um, <laughs> and I had told her a few times she didn't have to call him Mr. Therapist, but she kept calling him Mr. Therapist. So I finally concluded, well, she's, it's, it's comedy. She's doing it to be funny. She's doing it to... To to illustrate the fact that this whole thing is so manufactured and so obviously stilted, but Lauren just doesn't catch on. Yeah. Uh, who who in the world would would say that that's a, a you know nobody talks to, you don't talk to people nobody talks that way, but but Lauren never catches on to it because yeah, no. uh, you
2: know Mr. Therapist, you know it, she might have been like Mr. Fake Therapist who's uh, who's on here because we're live streaming this whole thing. What about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean and she, she still would not caught. Yep. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So like, so after, and, and then after this, like, uh, I know that Ramona breaks up with him and then, and then what's, what's going on? Where's the future of lornography going?
1: You know, I really don't know. I, I as I understand it, there was one, uh, she, she talked to him one or two times after the breakup. Um, I don't think much ever came of it and uh i don't really know what what's going on with the guy now i don't think i'm not sure that anybody does uh I, so it may be the case that he finally learned his lesson from all the catfishing and has decided just to to stay away from the internet or stay away from people that he can't meet face to face uh either that or he's uh off uh chatting with some other little teenage girl and it's just a matter of time before he gets busted again neither would yeah. surprise me honestly
2: well you know it's so funny and and Going back to the first Chris Hansen sting, um, you know Chris Hansen is like, "What should happen to you?" And he goes, "I think I need help to get off the internet." And I and I just in my head, I want to want to be like, "How about not fucking little girls? How about that? How about you? How about help for that one?" You know.
1: <laughs> well, now uh, you're just talking crazy. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh, what do you think, Nick? I-, I think we hit it, you know. Yeah. So let's let's um uh wrap up. Really quickly. Um, yeah. so so uh uh really quickly before we do, I just wanna say one thing. I just wanna say that I don't know if Lauren's mistake was that he tried to have sex with a thirteen year old girl. I think his mistake was after he got caught he didn't go to Beautyland, Beautyland Wig Shop in Jersey City. It's one of, It's a one-stop shop for people who really fucked up their lives and don't want people to recognize them. In fact, uh, that's where Nick went when he got caught on to catch a predator. Isn't that right, Nick? Uh, uh, so come to come to Beautyland in, in uh, Newark Ave in Jersey City because, hey, we all make mistakes. Okay, I just had to get that in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for that old thing, Aaron. You're like, welcome. I, I know it was really important. Yeah. Hey, um. So oh, Poor Nick, I did not know, right? I get ganged up on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, how did you pick Maryland, by the way, from where to be from? What do you mean, like? Mm. No, no. I was talking to Sam.
0: Oh, yeah, because uh, I'm from Maryland too. No, That's where
1: Ramona was from. Yeah, that was all given to me. Um, that was the the fictional location that she came up with for that character and uh so i had to be local so that was uh that was where that came from yeah i would have picked jersey you know, in a heartbeat
2: yeah mm-hmm. if, ne- next time when whenever you're talking to like um ember or uh ramona any of those guys just just i just want uh if you could just let them know that like a I really appreciate all the all the work they put in because it's some it's some really great stuff out there.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're saints, man. They're they're queens, both of them princesses. And yeah. and I, I get and I get uh I get associated with Lornography a lot and I can understand why, uh, because I was one of the original members of the community but I, I'm kind of a hack in terms of what I contribute <laughs> because yeah. there's so there are so many content creators who contribute so much more and, and uh and have put so much more effort into uh, into the community on, on a number of levels. Um, and, uh, and those girls are, uh, they, let me tell you, without going into a whole lot of detail, they, it wasn't without a lot of personal anguish that they contributed to the community, what they have, because there are always troublemakers and this community is no different. And they've had some people that, that tried to, um, mess with them pretty hardcore.
2: Yeah. Nathaniel, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, people in the in the community o- over the course of its lifespan that have uh, uh, done things that were questionable and uh, and uh, it's a shame. It, it's it, it it all works out in the wash. It all comes out in the wash, as the saying goes.
2: Oh. But, hey, uh, hey, Sam, guess what? Yes, sir. I'm Nathaniel.
1: What? Ah, yeah. no, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh no. no. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. I'm
2: gonna dox everyone.
1: About that money I owe you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Hey, uh, so uh, Sam, do you have any uh, sweet plugs that you want to lay on us?
1: Uh, I got some pretty bitter ones, some pretty sour ones. uh,
0: Uh, A a little salty? Those are the ones we like, yeah. (laughs) No, I
1: would just say if people are interested in in, uh, lornography and the Church of Cod, um, check out the Temple of Teacap Forum. It's pretty much the place where all of the teacap, Fans and the people that uh, are are interested and obsessed with the show, content creators, everybody everybody convenes there. And there's a section for Laurenography It's run by uh, Tix Tix, who's uh, one of the uh, one of the most upstanding members of the TCap community. He deserves a lot of credit for putting that site together. Uh, That's a great place to go. Uh, Church of Cod has a Facebook page. Uh, that's that's pretty active. A lot of people, members of the community, uh, there, and you can find that by uh, by looking for Church of Cod, that's C A W D, on Facebook. Uh, and beyond that, I just I would just say um, w- those of us in the community that that are uh, passionate about it, that enjoy it, uh, we're here to answer questions that people have. So any of y'all out there that are listening that want to know learn more about lornography or the Church of Cod or teacapism in general. Uh, Plug into the community. Uh, most of the, you know, the people in the community are great people and a lot of fun, and, and we uh, always welcome new members, and you'll have a great time.
2: All right. All right so. That sounds good um Well, anyway, I've been Aaron Black.
0: Uh, hey, I'm uh, Nikki Luna. So go to loveisamazing.com to listen to older episodes. We're on iTunes, Stitcher.
2: Yeah, give us a four star, no five star five review. Star. Yeah, five give a five star. star review.
0: Hey, um, also very much want to thank again Sam Pendleton for being on the show and being in this noble <laughs> experiment yeah. of a call in. Yeah, later guys.
2: Yep. Don't fuck thirteen year olds. Yeah. Love
0: is amazing. Did you murder?